Thank you for having me. Uh, before I begin, I would like to make a correction that I am from the University of Southern California. I know it's a rivalry to UCLA, but that's okay, as I know my actually my daughter is there at UCLA. <laughs> but I'm Claradina Toya, or Soto Toya. I am an urban Indian born and raised in the East Bay area of California. I'm Navajo from my mother's side and Hamas Pueblo from my father's side. Thank you, Chairman Schatz and Vice Chairman Murkowski and all the members of the Senate Committee on Indian Affairs for this opportunity to address to you today about the fentanyl crisis that is killing my people. In my written testimony, I offered information about this critical issue, the work that we are doing specifically in California, reaching tribal and urban Indian populations, and several policies that fall within the scope of your committee's duty to address the issues affecting our Native people today. I would like to mention that the work here in California our, our populations are very unique and diverse. We have the largest American Indian and Alaska Native population than any other state. We have 109 federally recognized tribes in California, as well as numerous state recognized tribes and non-federally recognized tribes, plus a large uh, urban Indian population. So today I would like to discuss how American Indian and Alaska Native communities face unique challenges and vulnerabilities that have contributed to the opioid crisis. And I'd like to offer four recommendations to the committee. This is based on our community-engaged research work with community organizations, tribal governments, Indian health clinics, and our community advisory boards. We understand that effective change requires a deep understanding of both the challenges faced by and strengths inherent to our Native communities. And I would like to note, my recommendations may vary by community, and when implementation is considered, it should be decided by each community. So my first recommendation and this has been shared by others, is to increase the accessibility, quality, and sustainability of residential, detox, and sober living facilities for tribal and urban Indian populations. We need residential treatment programs in counties and tribal communities with high opioid use and overdose deaths. Discussions with our leaders and stakeholders must immediately happen to expand Native-specific and culturally-centered services, especially among regions where no uh, recovery services exist. We must expand medication-assisted treatment, MAT, also known as Medication for Opioid Use Disorder. Yes, this is the use of medication in combination with counseling and behavioral therapy, and that is essential to support and promote opioid use recovery. So as we think about this critical infrastructure, this is important in the treatment life cycle for opioid use disorders. So there is a need for detox and sober living homes serving our Native community. And one of, the critical, one of the critical components missing from the Indian healthcare network, particularly here in California, is detox and that coordinate on a system level with Indian health clinics. And when individuals graduate from a residential or other outpatient treatment program, sober living and traditional housing for American Indian and Alaska Natives are critical to providing a safe, culturally centered recovery experience for individuals to integrate recovery tools into their home and community settings. My second recommendation is to integrate cultural modalities into recovery treatment programs. This includes, but is not limited to, healing ceremonies such as prayers, smudging, sweat lodges, and meeting with traditional healers that offer safe, sober, and supportive spaces to gather and express traditional ways of healing. Studies have found that many Native community members do strongly favor traditional healing over strict medication use, and that have indicated that healing begins with culture and with practices that are grounded in our traditional way of life. So access to these approaches and practices and healing for patient wellness at one of the most is one of the most critical junctures in the recovery cycle of change. This is very paramount. 
My third recommendation, um, again, is also mentioned by others, is to focus on our native youth in urban and rural areas with community-based and culturally relevant opioid use prevention and treatment services. According to CDC in 2021, native adolescents experienced the highest overdose deaths from fentanyl due to the increased availability of illicit fentanyl, again, highlighting the need for harm reduction education and greater access to naloxone and mental health services. Specifically, there is a need for youth rehab programs to treat and reduce uh, opioid use disorders. We must use family cohesion, culture and traditional practices, and culturally based youth programs as protective factors against our youth engaging in opioid substance use. Fourth recommendation, my last, is to address the challenges of collecting reliable data for our populations to ensure accurate demographic data and respect the cultural and ethnic identities of our Native people. All too often, we are racially misclassified, especially in urban areas where we are assumed to belong to another ethnicity based on appearance. We are not invisible, and we must improve our data collection methods and collaborate with tribal governments and Native organizations that are working on these data issues to advocate for policies that provide data collection and representation of our Native communities. This will help us determine our impact in addressing the opioid epidemic in Indian Country. Thank you so much for your time and this opportunity to share.